Hi guys, welcome to the second ever edition of the Man V Fat Podcast. Uh, it's myself against Stuart from the Manchester League and Roman. Alright guys. Um, we're here today at Feeta in Hill Green. We're with Josh Deegan who you may have seen done a blog about his weight loss journey with Man V Fat. You might see testimony on the Man V Fat website. Some really cracky ones so we thought we'd bring him in. Talk to him about his weight loss. How are you, Josh? Good, mate. Yeah, very good. Good stuff. Bit of background about Josh. How old are you? I'm 26. 26. And how much weight have you lost? Um, so far, I have lost 53 kilograms. 53 kilograms. By my reckoning, which I did earlier on, is 25. Is uh, it's done? Yeah. Some going that, Josh. Yeah. In how long? It took me. Um, it took me just over 12 months, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is some going. So, we'll, uh, we'll take you back 12 months. Okay. Um, you, where did you see Manly Fat? How did you find out about it? It was uh, a Sunday evening. I was browsing through Facebook. And I saw an advert for it. And, I mean, I tried losing weight in that in the past, as I'm sure everyone has who's, who's signed up to, to this before. But I saw that I had two lads in the, in the advert who looked um, around the same size as I was at the time. And uh, it just said, like, you know, do you enjoy football? Do you want to lose weight? And I thought, well, yes and yes. Clicked on it. I uh, had a read what it was all about. I thought, this is all right, this. Uh, might have to sort of give it a, give it a whirl. Took a bit of a leap of faith, really, because at the time my confidence was rock bottom. I was a bit afraid of meeting new people and trying new things, but I thought, well, you know, in for a penny and all that lot. Signed up as a solo player, and genuinely haven't looked back since. It's yeah. been been life changing, really has. Brilliant. So you signed up. You went in first week. You walked into, as Ross said, the smelliest room of fat men he's ever known in his life from podcast number one. What were your first impressions? Well, I joined late. I joined four weeks after the start, so I didn't have the registration night. Um, I didn't see that until season two. Um, and when I walked in, there was only a, there was only a couple of lads in there um, who were on, who would make up the first draft of what would be Slim Downtown. And that's your team? Yeah. Um, so I've always been on that team. I'm not like changed teams or anything this season or anything else like that. Uh, but there's a few lads in there, and none of them are actually still with us, bizarrely. Um, but they welcomed me, made, made me feel really welcome. Um, they sort of um, explained like, you know, the rules, standard five-a-side rules and whatnot, and how I obviously met Sven for the first time. Um, Sven, is, Sven is our coach at Manchester. Uh, yep. A lovely Sven. Uh, she explained... You know how it works, what the rules are, and how the scoring system works a bit more. And yeah, went and played that first game, and it was it's terrifying. As I said, it was absolutely terrifying because obviously it's a new thing that you're going into. But um, after that first game, I sort of, sort of said, right, I'll give I'll give it a few weeks. If I'm not enjoying it, then I can always sort of you know, go back to the drawing yeah. board. But had you played a lot of football previously? A uh, bit of some balls, but the last time I actually played before that, um, I fell over and broke my wrist. So, since that was in 2010, so it's been a good like seven years doing playing like proper sort of five a side. Um, so I was a bit apprehensive for that as well. 
so um, again, once the sort of seeing that the, the facilities um, that we played on, I was like, yeah, I should be, should be okay, yeah, shouldn't be, uh, should be too, um, shouldn't, shouldn't hurt myself, should we play it anyway? <laughs> Well, that's wishful thinking. Cause well, yeah. <laughs> there's been a few injuries over the uh, oh, over the past twelve months. So you was an original founding member of Slim Down, and you're still there, and you're the only one. I'm the only one, yeah, yeah. That's your team. There's, uh, there's there's me and two other lads who were in that original Slim Down sound. There's Dean who plays on Herbal Gorillas now, and yeah. there's Gareth who I think plays on Weapons of Mass Production. So only only us two. Right. Yeah. Only us two. Sorry, that are. Um, that's still with the league. The league. So let's just we'll, we'll just jump and just let's go back a little bit. So okay. you said prior to finding Mandy Fat that you were quite low. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? I know in your blog you said that your twenty fifth birthday you was a bit. Yeah, I think that was the um, that was I think that was the twenty fifth birthday was the lowest I've ever felt because I sort of had a bit of a realization that all right, I'm sort of like quarter, well probably even at the time more than a quarter through my, the way through my life and um, I, I looked horrific, I felt horrific and didn't really have much going for me and I thought if I don't change this now I never will um, but I was that set in my ways that I, I genuinely thought I'd never do anything about it so when this sort of popped up and it come along and sort of gave me a, a second chance at life really and and that's why I took it so seriously and why I've sort of managed to drop as much as I dropped in the space of 12 months. Yeah. Another fact that I just found out today about you, Josh, is you're actually eighth in the whole country for weight loss out of 7,000 men. Is that true? Yeah. True. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. when I first was at the floor. Yeah. Did she really? Yeah, she did. I, yeah. no, I did not yeah, know that her, at all. We asked her where you were because we knew you'd be up there. <laughs> okay. Um, and you're actually eighth out of 7,000 men. That's, that's some achievement. That's quite mind-blowing, actually. Just for the record, Josh has now got a big smile on his face. <laughs> that's actually very mind-blowing. That's it ridiculous. Is. So you talked about, in your testimony in, in, in your blog, you talked about always, when, you know, you can't remember a time when, when you weren't overweight. No. When you weren't fat. No. Um, and you'd also said that at 11, your mum took you to Weight Watchers. She did, yeah. I can imagine that must have been absolutely horrific for Yeah, you. I, I remember... Um, it was towards the end of primary school, so I'd just turned 11, um, ready, well, ready to go into high school, and she was like, well, you'll get picked on at high school sort of thing if you don't do anything. And I was like, right. She's like, well, come with me, and, you know, you don't have to tell anybody, I'll, I'll sort of, you know, I'll, I'll go in as well, so I was like, okay, I'll do it. I didn't last very long, I think I did, I think I did about four or five weeks, because it was just, as I say, it was horrific, it was... I think it's horrific as a yeah. man, but I think it's even more horrific yeah. as, a, as a child yeah. as well. And it's just sort of like, you know, when when I started all this and the weight started to come off, that sort of, that, that those memories sort of fuel you, fuel me to do well and to, to carry on. If you, could, if you could go back to that 11 year old boy who was being taken to Weight Watchers and give him some advice, what would that be? Um, I'd say to just sort of listen and to be mindful of what it is that you eat when you come home from school and when you're at school and when you're with friends just to sort of not overeat you know I've always been tall and I've always been big but don't I, I'd go back to yourself and say don't live up to that big stereotype a little did you, bit did you get um, 
being as tall as what you are, did you get, oh, he's, you know, he's a big strong lad, he likes big portions. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's where a lot of the uh, a lot of the trouble and a lot of the weight gain yeah. came from as well. Uh, I can really remember, age. I was I was always uh, quite a big stocky lad. Not so much tall now, I've stopped growing at about 11. But, and, and I can remember eating adult portions from being... Eight, nine. Yeah, that's, you know, that's not, the not go out something to eat, and yeah. you're on an adult portion, um, and obviously it takes its toll after a good many years. So, how do you feel then from from eleven onwards? Um, obviously, going and horrific experience at work. What were your teenage years like coming into? Um, I sort of, well, I got I got a bit taller. If that was at all possible, because I was like I was six foot one when I was eleven, I think. Um, yeah, um, but I got a bit taller. Everything sort of went into proportion a bit because I was playing more football at school. I was doing taking part in obviously VIP lessons and stuff like that. So I was doing I was doing stuff after school as well. You, you were the Peter Crouch, weren't you? That's what you were. Uh, more Randy Carroll, I think. Uh, <laughs> Peter Crouch, to be fair. Um, but I was doing all of that. Everything sort of went into proportion a little bit. I was still overweight, um, but it wasn't. Noticeable, yeah, noticeable. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think that was a big problem as well. Um, like in the sense that I hid it well because the height, so I hid a lot of. Um, That's a recurring theme, I think. Talking to a lot of our teammates and people in the league, I think Ross said that in, in episode one. He did, yeah. We, so, yeah. When you, you've been fat for quite a long time, you just learn how to hide it well. I think that's like it's like say, I think that's just something that you just learn to deal with in a way. So you left school, um, you'd equal yourself out a little bit, and then along comes uh, college and then university. Yeah. Um, yeah. So leaving school, it sort of did. It did hit me like to the brakes a little bit, um, confidence-wise, and I didn't really know how to cope with that. So I think the only sort of way that I knew was to eat really. And that started a bit of a downward spiral that until last year I didn't really get out of, I'd say. Um, so, sort of started something off in my mind where I was like, right, if I can't deal with it, I'll just absolutely eat. Yeah. Um, it's a vicious circle. Yeah, it's a vicious circle. That's exactly what it was. I think, um, and it's something that we're definitely going to explore a little bit more on future podcasts, um, the mental health side of, of of being overweight and being overweight for a long period of time uh, definitely definitely from personal experience as well definitely takes its toll on you it really does um, and i think that men probably in the mid-20s to to mid-40s are probably a little bit of a um overlooked on mental health issues um, i go with that yeah it's definitely something we want to explore in future podcasts. Yeah. Let's get away from that and we'll talk a little bit about how you managed to lose eight stone in 12 months. Okay. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get away from the depressing bit. Um, <laughs> so, you've signed up for Man V Park. Yeah. You've done your first three weeks and you thought, this is alright, this is good, yeah. this is a good game to play a bit of football. Yeah, at, so what point, at what point do you think it clicked? And I think a lot of people we speak to, there's a, there's a little moment of clarity where you go, actually, Works. Well, I think it was um, the third weekend because I managed to do a stone in three weeks, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, stone in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I managed to do a stone in three weeks, and I was like, okay, well, there's something in this now. Um, so there's stone in three, I did two stone in nine, and then by the end of the um, 
I ended the first season, which was, uh, for me, was only 11 weeks, and I joined four weeks later in the middle league break. Um, in the other two weeks, I managed to lose almost another stone, so by the time season three came out, I was three stone and a bit down. That season two came out, so I was three stone, about three stone two down. Um, but yeah, three weeks in, I'd say, that's when I was like, okay, there's something in this, like, there's something, something's working, there's something in my brain that's clicked that hasn't clicked before. Why, why do you think it works? In your own, own opinion, what makes it so special? I mean, it is something really special because it is making men lose weight all over the country. Well, I think that's it. I think the fact that it's for men only, so like, a big thing about when I used to go to, when I got taken to Weight Watchers and went over the years when I was in the world as well, you walk in and there's a lot of women. Like, and I think it's their sort of plan to sort of centered around women as well. I think that's the problem with most mainstream diet clubs. So finding this where you go in and it's men only, people who have the same goal, men with the same goal, I should say, and with a common love of football as well, having that team aspect, I think, you know, not wanting to let the team down. I think that's another reason why it clicks with so many people, because you don't, they don't want to be the one that has put on that week, that has let the team down, that has maybe cost their team a, a win. And that was certainly like, that's certainly my thinking every week, of thinking I'm not going to be the guy when, if we lose 13-12, I don't want to have lost the one, that one goal to have been my fault, yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll talk a little bit about your team and, and the WhatsApp groups are quite important as well. Oh yeah. Um, you know, what's your WhatsApp groups? What are they like? What's your team dynamics? Uh, well, it's good. Like we've got, I, I, I think we've got a really, really good sort of team bond there now. That sort of we didn't have it in season one. Um, certainly not for my end anyway. And um, we sort of got there in season two. Season three was getting there, but now in season four, we sort of really gelled now. We're playing well on the pitch as well. And then that's coming across in the WhatsApp group as well because we've all now we've. A lot of us know each other through friends of friends. So I referred Jordan in season two. He, his cousin then joined just off on their own back after. Then I've got my mate Sam, who I went to school with, who's a year above me, obviously, is above me. Um, he's referred his mates, he's referred his mates. Yeah. So that's. It's that's, just gone from yeah, there. Yeah, it's just gone from there, really. And we all, we always support each other, we always share recipes. Um, if someone's having a bad week, they'll still mention it and they sort of say look you know you're further along now than you ever have been before don't stop now and one day doesn't make a bad week you know sort of thing you just crack on but rose i think um a lot of it is just we just have it out there that you're talking about exactly, yeah. having a bad week oh man, crap day at work i want to have eight pints and a, and a pizza you know or you know i've had a row with, with, with the wife and i want to go out or even just I'm in the shop and I, you know, I, I want to throw past McDonald's and I want a McDonald's. So I think it, that, that team dynamic definitely, definitely keeps you on track. So what did you do um, diet-wise? What was your eating habits before when you when you were at the area? Oh, um, I'd say, and it's really bad because I'm having one now, but it's fizzy drinks. I was, um, I was addicted to fizzy drinks. I would use the word addicted. I think I was addicted to fizzy drinks. Um, Chris was a downfall, cheese was a big downfall, and bread, I love bread, even though I still love bread, but I don't have as much of it, um, so when I sort of was going for it, I was like, right, okay, if I cut these things out and try and replace them with 
healthier alternative, maybe that'll work. And when I saw it was working, I was like, okay, that's that's what I needed to yeah. sort of click in my mind. Yeah. So it wasn't like a set, um, you know, diet that you that you that you followed. It was no. just no. Being I've, a bit I've healthier. People ask me this, like, what what you're eating and whatnot. I'm like, I've, I've winged it. I've completely winged yeah. it. I don't do like yeah. meal preps or anything like that. I just sort of when it gets to meal time, I just do right make the right choice that's all i say yeah, to yourself yeah, yeah. don't don't make a bad choice make a good choice and have something that you know is good for you that's all i say to myself you don't have to you don't make a choice you've got to justify to yourself exactly later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's good i think um and we talk of me and roman talk about diet a lot don't we and uh, i'm yeah. a meal prepper um but i'm very much of the thing that diets work when they fit your lifestyle you don't fit your lifestyle they don't work exactly yeah you know, if, if you're like, well, I don't eat this and I don't eat that, but I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start eating kale and blueberries every single day. It's, you know, it's not gonna work. We've got our flexibility in it, I think, yeah, as well. Because yeah. we all go out, and we all want to go out for a drink, and we all want to go out for, for a meal with, with friends or family. So you have to also be able to be flexible about it. I try and have, um, I try and hit the five a day. I do try right, and do yeah. that. Um, so I'll have like an apple and banana with dinner. Um, and that might be with a tea soup, a tea soup is maybe five a day, if you've got to come out of soup, only five a day. Yeah. So, like, throughout all of this, I've been finding stuff that you find, you look, you're eating, and you just go, like, oh, what are you five a day? Like beans. Like beans. Beans are alright, they're what are you five a day. The little um, naked bars that you yeah, yeah, yeah. have, the, the raw ingredients, they're what are you five a day. And I was looking at it, I was like, oh, okay, so it's easier to have it than yeah. I ever thought it was. Yeah, rather than eating three pieces of vegetables and three pieces of fruit. What, what's your routine? What's your daily routine then for uh, from breakfast to your to the, the last meal? When when and what do you eat and when when do you eat them? Um, so I will have the breakfast. If I'm in, so today I did um, I did nine till five at work. So I'll get up at seven and I'll, I'll have my breakfast about half past seven. Once I start and um, and I'll, I'll have cereals. I won't have like. People that have like porridge or they have like overnight oats and stuff like that. I'll just have normal cereal um, and I make sure that I have breakfast as well. And oats, was, I've been told in the past now it's the most important meal of the day, so I'll make sure that I have it. I won't skip it, I'll make sure that I have it. Dinner I'll usually have around now one o'clock. Um, and as I say, I always make sure I have like a piece of fruit with it or two pieces of fruit with it. Um, it's usually a wrap, sometimes a soup. Um, either homemade or sometimes it's always been made, I just have a good chance. And dinner's mainly fish, chicken, protein based with rice. Um, I always make sure I have quite a bit, quite a, a large amount of the plate is um, with vegetables as well. Um, and that seems to have sort of come together and work over the past few months. Brilliant. Nice. So, We've got the diet sorted out. We've got the motivation because we're, we're a family in fact. Exercise. Were you adver- were you quite adver- averse to exercise prior to family in fact, or were you somebody who did a bit? Or yeah, I think I did a bit. Um, <laughs> one way that I did try tackling sort of the weight problem before was I signed up to the um, Great Manchester Run in 2015. Yeah, um, I was like, right, this is it now, this is where I get fit, this is how I start training for it. But in my head I thought, well, I can eat what I want as long as I go out and do the run and count to 5k. Can't outtrain no, a bad diet. No, you can't, you can't do it, but I thought you could back then. 
So many people said that. So yeah. many people. Yeah. Got to about, I think on the couch of 5k, got to about week 6, week 7, and um, with the run about about 7 or 8 weeks away, and I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it. Just stopped training. Got to the week before the run, and um, I just said to people, I said, look, I'm not going to do it. Sorry, I've let, I've let myself down, I've let you down, because you backed me and said that, you know, you said, we had faith in you that you could do it, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna, not gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and then since then, since 2015 to last year, I've been, been really doing nothing, really, no. exercise-wise. And um, so again, having the football side of it, getting back into playing football, back exercising, that was a big trigger to sign up back at the gym and get yourself um, moving a bit more, really. So what, what are you doing uh, currently? What are you doing now at the gym then? Currently, um, well, I signed up with a personal trainer in September last year because um, it was around that time that I'd lost. I got to my first target. I set my first target at five stone. So I got to that and I was like, right, I need to sort of look to tone up here because I could notice that my, my skin around me, uh, my arms and my stomach was starting to stag, sag a little bit. I was like, well, I don't want that. So um, I went to one of the trainers at the gym and I said, look, this is what I've been doing for the past few months. I want to sort of learn how to use the weights and whatnot. And then um, someone there, um, Kelly, she'll, she'll love me for giving her a mention. What's her second name? Uh, Kelly McDermott. Kelly McDermott, what's your At the Radisson Blue um, at Manchester Airport. Manchester Airport, hi, Kelly. Um, she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll train you. I was like, okay. Um, so, first session with her, and she's been brilliant, like doing the weights and whatnot, seeing, starting to. You know, after almost a year now, I've finally started to see a little bit of muscle um, muscle gain. And uh, when I look at pictures from last September to now, I'm like, yeah, I've you know, really managed to sort of turn it up a little bit. Still a long way to go, still very much a work in progress. But um, yeah, just mixing that with cardio, the weights, um, whatnot, and it seems to seems to be working. Do you enjoy it? Oh, I love it, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I look forward to my session. It's usually on a Friday. Um, I really look forward to them. Really, really look forward to them. I come out of them feeling feeling good. That's what you want. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I, we train with a, a boot camp in the morning, um, and I really enjoy that. And I look forward to it. And I also train in the dinner hour on my own, and I hate it because it's boring. Yeah, I went. On on, I was. On, I went this morning. I was on my own, and yeah. it, it is boring. Like even I know you've got like. I, I had my, I had my yeah. headphones in with me, my tunes on this morning, but even then I was like, this is boring this. Yeah, you just got to get through it though, you? but it definitely will, when you, when you have a trainer or you're in a class or something, it's yeah. definitely much more interesting. I think that again, I think that's why it works so well with the Man V Fat, because you've got other people, they've got your team spirit when you want. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about comedy, because okay. I have discovered you this morning, well this afternoon on YouTube, I knew okay. you'd done a bit, yeah. from what you said previously. Um, and the first five minutes were mainly fat jokes about yourself. Oh yeah. From a few years ago. Oh yeah. So let's talk about that. Are um, you still doing it? I'm not done it. The last gig I did was in August last year, and I only did that as a favour for a mate. Um, yeah. And I couldn't do it now because, like you say, it's all fat jokes and. I'm not that fat anymore, so if yeah, there's there must that, be some skinny jokes now that you can add in there. Yeah, and you know, if, if I can't get a bit of material out of, you know, the, the material comes from your life experiences, and if I can't get any material out of 
what I've done over the past 12 months with Man V Fat, then, you know, what is what is any point of me trying to get on stage and be funny in the first place? Um, but yeah, that, that gig that you watched um, from the Comedy Store in 2009, I believe, uh, I, had to, I did that after, uh, I did a 12-week course at Withers Shore Forum, where you go in and week by week you would make, like you would build up the, the remnants of a, a five-minute comedy routine and I had to lie about me I used to do it I had to you had to be 18 at the time I was only 17 uh, I was 18 in, in the December and this was this started in September and the gig was in the November so I had to lie about me I used to do it and everyone else has sort of lived the life and I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really lived the life then so I was like well I just made fun of myself I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fat get I'll just make fun of that and then um, but it was great I loved it I absolutely loved that gig I remember coming off just buzzing it was good, it was really good, it was really good. I actually looked at it and I was trying to see if there was anything else up there because you looked pretty natural, you know what I mean? Um, like I say, you should definitely, don't give it up, mate. No, well, well I did. Definitely go back to it. I did, um, I did comedy writing and performance at Sophie University a few years back, so I sort of followed that because that's what I wanted to do, I wanted to go into comedy. Um, part of me still does, but part of me is again like sort of seeing the industry now, I've seen spoke to people involved it's a bit like oh okay um but i did a stand-up module there as well um that famously that peter king and jason manford did i did that at salford uh, with a big gig at the king's arms back in uh, 2013 and again it was a lot of the material was based around the fact that i was so big i was so tall and the fact that i was i was pretty big as well um, and the fact that i was blinded one eye that which i'd never talked about before until then, so I sort of took the humour from that, and it helped. It, it was a good coping mechanism, actually. I think that's what, um, if I was to do it again and write material about man v fat, I think it would be a good coping mechanism now for fat transformation. I think. I suppose uh, when you lose that amount of weight and, and you know, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. So you, you know, you've got, you've got issues in your life, you've got problems in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I said this to Sven yesterday. Actually, I said I'm struggling a bit with this 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 season, this current season, season four. It's been a bit, been a bit up and down, but I've sort of stayed around the same weight, uh, which is what I want to do. Obviously, I I only want to maintain. I can't do another 13, 14, 15 kilo season. I can't do that because I just look. I start looking ill. That's what I didn't want. I don't want to start looking ill and looking gangly and lanky, as they put it. Um, yeah, so but coping with only losing a couple of hundred grams as opposed to a couple of kilos, I'm even putting on in some weeks. It's, it's seen me sort of like struggle with it, like oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it all back on. I think, I think that's when you've got to realise that five. Exactly, yeah. That's what a lot of people said to me. Yeah. That's when you've got to go. Well, yeah, okay. But look at me. Exactly. That's what a lot of people have said to me. Yeah. It wasn't experiencing it, having lost the amount you've lost. How, how are your friends and family treating you? I mean, obviously, it's really happy that you've lost the weight. Yeah. Do you find any uh, opposition or anything like that? Or? Um, not really. Like, my dad sort of like said to me, like, look, stop now, because yeah. you've lost a lot. I don't want you to lose any more because you will look silly. Um, so he sort of had a talk to me and, and said, like, don't, please don't do any more. Um, but all the way through it, the, the support that I was shown by my family um, was, was second to none, really. Because uh, it was my mum who was always wanting me to lose weight, and she, you know, 
when I did it and every week I come back like I've lost this is what I've lost this week and you know I can tell that she's sort of like being really proud of that yeah, yeah. which is good um, and Oppie makes it's a weird woman makes because on the whole they've been supportive but there, have, there has been occasions when they've sort of turned around and said like you're becoming boring but I'm like if boring's going to keep me at this weight and not make me become a really fat man again then I will be boring so be it I think a lot. I think a lot of that is, is people, especially people who've known you a long time. You like a pigeonhole, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's funny, it's fat. You know what I mean? And, and, and when you when you, you can't pigeonhole you there again, you're still the same person. But when they struggle to pigeonhole, I think they, they struggle to adjust a little bit. I think that comes that goes around, yeah. and people realise why you're doing it. Um, but that's a, a that's been a bit of a reoccurring like theme that I have seen and experienced a little bit myself as well. Um, yeah. Once they hit my target, they, they, were, they just sort of like took me aside and they were like, "Look, you know, fair play. Like yeah. you've you've done well there. Like yeah. it's, it's something." You... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit uh, a little bit waver, should we say? We had, we had this conversation quite a lot on the way to football shoot this week for uh, football, and we do have this conversation quite a lot of how the you know uh, the, 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 the non and sees your progression and how, how their views are then taken in from yourself um, and you do hear them but you know yourself I am healthy or I do want to be better for it comes from a good player don't think it comes from a nasty mm. place though, is it? it yeah. only jealousy and something like that I think it comes mm. from a, a good place but I think yeah. when people change when things change I think people struggle to deal with it a little bit your confidence now Josh do you, I mean me particularly seeing you from, from week 4 to week now and it's just unbelievable um, and I know you'd set yourself a couple of goals when you 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 you'd reach your goal weight. And one of them was the bungee you did. Oh yes. Which was when was that last month? That was on the twenty fifth of March. That was yeah. Um, I remember, I remember sort of getting towards it, and I could see the, the target weight coming up, which was fifty kilogram. I wanted to lose fifty kilogram, and um, I could see it. I was sort of there. I was about forty seven, forty eight. And I thought right, once I once I do it, I need to do something mad. I debated doing the run, I debated going back doing the run, erasing that memory of not being able to do it. I think that'll come eventually. Yeah, I think that will come eventually. Maybe not this year, but I think maybe next year I might do that. Um, and I, I thought, what can I do that's a bit that's a bit crazy? And I've always wanted to do a skydive, but then I thought, that's terrifying. <laughs> too, too, too more, more terrifying than a bungee jump, in my head anyway. And then I saw the bungee jump advertised for the Krista. Uh, they said um, they're doing it at Sulpa Keys. It's only a fiver to register if you do it before. I think he said if you, do, if you sign up before Sunday, it's only a fiver to register. This was on a Saturday night. So me being stingy, I was like, it's only a fiver, I'll sign up now. Then I read the T's and C's, it was like, you need to raise 150 quid. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought, do you know what? Between my family, between my friends, between the lads at football, I reckon I could do that. And I did it. I did, I've done more than double that. I think I'm on about £310 now. Yeah, and I did it on the 25th of March, 160 foot in the air. Um, so, so you stood there, you're all strapped up, you're about to what's going through your head? Um, I'd never do one in a million years, I'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what was going through my head? What's going through your head? I was thinking, oh my God. I was thinking, oh my God, what am I doing with myself here? And I remember stood up, and the scariest part of it, so you're going up, you're in the thing, you're sort of like, I'm shaking, I'm nervous, but by far and away the scariest part, is when the guy turned around to you and says, right, stand up and put your feet over the ledge. And it's just a straight drop down. You're like, oh my word, oh my word, what am I doing? 
and he says, I'm going to say, right, I'm going to fall three, two, one, and he's just going to fall forwards. And it's like, but he didn't let me fall forward. He actually pushed me. He actually gave me that little bit of a push. And he started going, yeah. And he started going down. And then as soon as it bounced back up, it was just a feeling of relief. More than anything else, it was like, oh, my God, thank God for that. And I could enjoy it a bit then while I'm bouncing around in the air. But it was brilliant. It was, it was exhilarating. And I'll do it again. I'll do it again tomorrow if someone asked me to. Good. You can do like a reverse one or a mad one. Bigger, higher bridge. Yeah. one in New Zealand that's well to go big now. <laughs> that's the next target, then I think. Yeah. You say yeah. it now. That's it's on record now <laughs> as well. Yeah, that's it. It's Go on record. He just said it. That's the next target. <laughs> so, well, um, let's talk about Slundown. Let's talk about your teammate a little bit. Okay. So, um, you said that the, the, you know, the WhatsApp groups are important, and uh, it's so let's talk about individual players. Who do you think is the best player on your team? Oh, I'll give a shout out now, and you might. You know, think about it, Josh. No, absolutely, 100%. And the lads will back me up on this. It is our goalie, Pete. Peter, Pete's Pete Murphy. Yeah, I'll agree. I'll yeah. agree with that. The, 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 there's not one of them will disagree with me on that. So I can say that in, in good confidence. Pete Murphy. How old's Pete? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't like to hazard a guess either. <laughs> I stay clear of that one, yeah. we, we definitely need to get some veterans on the thing. So, Pete's your best player. Who do you, you think is the biggest talker? Because obviously, I think you must be a motivation for everybody else in that team. Who motivates you on that? Um, Mike is a good, um, a good motivator, um, and Jordan as well. Like Jordan's took over uh, the captaincy. Like, well, they both had like Mike and Jordan as captain and vice captain from me. Because I was like, well, now that I've hit my goal sort of thing, um, my role in the team might change a little bit. So I handed. I had to cut the season two and three. In season four, I said, "Look, my role in the team is going to change." I think with that, I think the captaincy should move on, and them two sort of steps up. And I said they have it, but they've been really good with it. They've been really motivational as well. Yeah, you do need that. It makes it makes a, a massive difference. A definitely, massive difference. definitely. You've got the best banter. Best banter. Um, Come on, comedian, that's got to be you. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think. Um, I think Sam and other there's three Pete's on our team. So Sam and Pete, they they come to football together. Um, they've got a lot of good banter and dude as well. He's um, he, he's good with the banter on the group. Got a lovely banter in the, in the WhatsApp groups, have you? So let's talk about the league. A bit about Manchester League. Okay. Uh, who's the best player in the league? Best player in the league. In your, in your opinion, who's been there since season one? Who would you say? I'm gonna go with Theo. I think. I think he's. Um, I just think he's a powerhouse, and we played against you a lot a few weeks back. Like you're on OB City, and he's joined you this yeah, season, and, he's and um, the progress he has made, like on the pitch, like off the pitch as well, but on the pitch, he's ridiculous, and he's and you know. We, we, we sort of we sort of say because I know he's left footed and sort of like we'll keep him on his right hand side. We do that, and he still gets back, so he still buries he's it. Tricky. Yeah. I can't play. The reason, reason he said it, I can't play against him. Can't play against him. Can't get the ball off him. Yeah. So we were, we were very much like, he was looking for a new team. We were like, yeah, we'll take you. Yeah. But I think as well, he wanted to come to us because we're good. We, we've not been the season, to be fair, but we, we're good on the weight loss. Exactly, yeah. He's played a couple of seasons. He's lost a bit. He's not lost as much as he wanted to. Uh, and this season, he's, he's absolutely shredded. Oh, he's so focused. Yeah. Such such a, a joy to be able to say with that person who's actually on the team and he's losing the weight, that stirs you more. Definitely, I go with that. 
definitely. Yeah, I know. I know. Last season uh, when it was me and uh, Gary going for the golden move, it, it was only like a yeah. kilogram, kilogram and a half in it at the end. See, I had it in season two with um, with Mike Roberts and Nathan. Me and Nathan were tied for second place because we were never going to catch Mike that season. He lost like I think he lost twenty one kilogram that season, so we were never going to catch him. But I think me and Nathan were tied for second place right up until the last week. And I put on 200 gram and he lost. So he got the second place and we got in. But I thought, third place finish out of 80 odd lads. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That definitely spurred me, me on having Gary on my team. And he was first, I was first. And it, was, it just spurs you both on. He was putting pictures of I've just done this run and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and this is going, where are you going? We're going to have to go for a walk. And he's just going to run. I don't even run because of me. He's just going to run. So I'm going to have to go for the 10k walk now. But it definitely helped. Definitely. So, Theo, best player. Um, let's talk about your team. Okay. United, oh, okay. Older. Yeah. First season. Yeah. Yeah. I've just renewed it as well. And Good man. Good starting man. to ruin that decision a little bit, but <laughs> less said about that, the better, I think. Just, just remember last week, not this week. <laughs> so, um, as a season ticket holder and as a fan for Machine all your life, Best player you've ever seen, Old Trafford. Ryan Giggs. Giggs, yeah. Yeah, Giggs, yeah. I know, we've, I know there's like Ronaldo and there's Cantona, but for me, my all-time favourite player is Ryan Giggs, definitely. Of course. That'd be Best goal. I know what you're going to say now when yeah. you said that. Um, the best goal I've ever seen by him or just by anyone? Just by anyone. In the flesh was... Yeah, in the flesh. Uh, um, Ronaldo beat Portsmouth, that yeah. free kick. I was behind that and I thought, he's burying this. He's burying it. I went in... in Absolute postage stamp. I was like, oh my word, yeah. what a player. Was that the one that just sat over? It was the one that just had like backlift, but no backlift. Yeah, time. yeah, I, know, I, know. I remember watching it thinking, I don't even know how he's done that. It was the first time he hit it in his style. It was the very first yeah, yeah, time he ever hit it in his style, and it was like, wow, that was unbelievable. That's what that is. Just going yeah. out on the pitch and practicing them week in, week out, playing um, Playing a lot of the extra games now. Do you think the extra games helps, you know? You know Saturday mornings, Wednesday nights. Just fitness, I think. Getting um, getting the fitness up and getting the awareness up as well. Because obviously with me, I'm, I'm blind in one eye. So my awareness isn't as good as it should be. Um, and I was starting to feel that like in the, in the games. I was like, I'm not really getting involved much in the, in the league games. I'm not really getting involved much. I'm not really seeing much of the ball. And it was annoying me a little bit. So when the extra games come up and the opportunity to go to the extra games come up, I thought, right, this is, I can use these to sort of build on my awareness, build on my fitness as well. And, um, you know, I've had my teammates say to me, like, you know, we've seen, a, we've seen an improvement there. So, saying now, Josh, the improvement in you from season one to, to today is unbelievable. But you see that a lot. There's a lot of players. A lot of it. Like I said with Theo, that's why yeah. I said, like, you know, his improvements yeah. ridiculous. We were watching your game last night, and I think I said to Stu and said, your coverage on the pitch you're up and down I just it's just because I know that I'm not because I know that I'm not the best of the ball I'm like right if I can just run and take players with me and create the but, space but now you yeah but now you've got the confidence and you're asking for the ball yeah whereas season yeah. one you, I, no, I, I, there's I, no hiding yeah there's I didn't no I wasn't here season one but I can imagine season one you weren't that you weren't that shout, you were shouting like that for the ball yeah I know you're into your um, quite into your gigs Josh what's the best gigs I've been to Best gig you've ever been to, I'm going to say, oh, that's an hard one, that. It's, it's a toss-up between the first big one I ever went to, which was Oasis in Eaton Park. 
Um, that was 2009. That was the first big gig I ever went to at 17. All my mates sent me into the, the shop to buy beer for him. I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> when was we, the last time you got ID? Oh. <laughs> no, do you know what? It was a few years back. I think it was 22. I went to buy a scratch card. I think we got B16 to buy a scratch card. Woman in the Morrison's ID, man. I was like, you're having an actual laugh. Jobs with mate, jobs with. <laughs> so, Ian Park. Oasis. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that one, actually. Yeah, the it, first would one. Would you say Oasis is, is, is your favourite band? Yeah, it's yeah. between them and the Roses, I think, Stone Roses, I love them. I'm a big like, Manchester music fan, yeah, definitely. What do you think the chances are on the Oasis reunion at your park would be? Um, That'll be the biggest gig this country's ever seen. I reckon so. I reckon they'd have to, they'd have to do about 10 or 15 nights, yeah. due to demand, but I can't see that many time soon, because they're both go, doing... Did you go to the Roses at the park? I did, yeah. Did yeah, I enjoyed that. I went to him, see him at the Etihad as well. I thought they were a lot better at the Etihad, they were a bit more tighter. Yeah, that was one of the first, the first one of the first gigs. Yeah. So, um, I didn't actually go, but I actually uh, was in the work. I actually put some guys up there who think it's the first one of mine. It wasn't the best. Yeah. Wasn't the best, and they were veterans. They've seen, they've seen the loads first time. Yeah. Around, um, but yeah, living in that. Um, so what? We've talked a bit about diet. What's, what's your healthy go-to meal? Healthy go-to meal. Yeah. Um, I will say, chicken potato with. Um, either beans or tuna, tuna is sweet corn, a bit of what? salad. And let's talk about what that question was really now, what's your unhealthy go-to meal? Oh, my unhealthy one is a cheesy baguette, that is that is what I have every Monday, every single Monday for my treat, after I come home from football, I have a cheesy baguette. That's it, that's the cheat day, isn't it? That is the but cheat day. when night. you're getting on the Monday and you've waited, you're going to cheat to your yeah. own Monday yeah. that's my rule. That's definitely my rule. Yeah. That's been my rule since day one, actually. I thought I'd just have that as me. Balance, mate. It's yeah. all about balance. You've got to balance it. You know what I mean? You can't always just live like months, can you? Yeah. You, you lose massive amounts of weight, but then balance keeps it off, innit? Um, right, so two more questions, mate. Okay. What do you think? So, the last 12 months, um, I think it's fair to say your life has just completely treated. Changed altogether. Yeah. I think confidence. You know, everything is just completely turned on its head. And you've talked a little bit about maintenance in the league. Um, what does the future hold? Um, what are your plans? I'm hoping that sort of all this weight loss and what I've done over the last 12 months will start to have a knock-on effect, sort of like career-wise. Um, I'm happy in the job that I'm in now. It's good, but I've. I've it's not what I'm passionate about, and I want to sort of follow my passions now and get myself properly on the career ladder. It's something that I really enjoy, so that's something that I want to do. Um, and yeah, just to just to want to settle down, you know. I'd like to think that I've now got, you know, some sort of looks that will match the personality. Um, so yeah, that's that's what Confidence I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right, so that's the future. Okay, so the final question. Okay. Would you rather get eaten by a great white shark? Or would you rather get beaten to death by a silverback gorilla? 
Oh, Silverback Gorilla, I think. Yeah? Yeah. It's a longer death row, isn't it? Yeah, but then, you know, if you're going to go, go with style. Yeah, true. Being wolfed down in one, that's not stylish. Yeah. They Being... never find you again, even looking. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You might put you back together like six million dollar man. There you go. Right, so thank you very much for that, bro. Oh, pleasure. That Absolute pleasure. That was amazing, and we'll, uh, once, once we've done a few, we'll, we'll check back in with you in a bit and see what you're up to. Okay, okay. Um, we might get another couple of lads on here. I think so, and uh, let's hope that we're uh, oh, well, it's time we, we, we get into you, yeah. You might have got that job in the career. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Um, just a little thing, we had uh, a lot of feedback from the first podcast, really good. Uh, if anybody uh, is you know, listening to this and you like it, just share it, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Tell your friends, whether they play Mandy's back, whether they don't, whether they want to lose weight, whether they don't. Just, you know, it's three guys talking about losing weight, which is a rare thing, I think. Um, we've got an email as well off uh, Ray Lajani, who plays in the Kensington League, and he's uh, video blogging. His, his weight loss journey, uh, and he's gonna release it all at once. It's not gonna be a weekly thing. Okay. He gets very thin, he's gonna video it all so. um, Glad someone's doing that because it's nice to see a visual, as opposed to an audio, yeah. as opposed to people telling in the WhatsApp groups and what you know, the static picture of the before and after. But what's nice is the actual journey that's yeah. recorded. I think they're the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, that's it. When when Ray releases it, we'll definitely uh, give it a shout out again on the podcast. If anybody's interested in coming on the podcast, if you've lost a lot of weight, if you if you, you want to lose weight, if you've got a story to tell, anything like that, just you know, give us a shout on Twitter, Mandy uh, Fat Players Podcast, uh, you know, send us an email, um, and we'll have you on. Definitely, even if somebody could you not yourself or you can help, maybe like you know, a nutritionist, or maybe know somebody who who is going to aid um, the podcast in any any way, shape, yeah. or form, or aid the league. Sorry. And please let us let us know. Yeah, definitely. Next week's ep- next month's episode, sorry. Um, we are interviewing uh, Mandy Fat's creator, Andrew Shannon. I cannot wait for that. Show. That'll be a good one, man. So that'll be a good one. That'll we'll be a cracking one. If you could ask him a question, what would you ask him? Oh, that that's putting me on the spot. That um, I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. What's that, mate? Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Josh, thank you very much. Oh, no worries. It's been a pleasure.